0: Todd. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. Well, welcome, Party on Johncasters, to another episode of the Party on Johncast. This is Reverend Sal SirMarco, a ordained teaching elder in the Presbytery of Newton of the PCUSA, serving in the validated ministry of chaplaincy. Always needs to be validated. I do.
1: (laughs) This is, um... (laughs) <laughs> this, this is Todd here, uh, an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey Serving in Newton on higher ground from Sal It's the only
0: higher ground I give them <laughs> Short of divine
1: providence <laughs> So, uh, in case you heard, there is a third person here um, And uh, so, why don't you tell us, why don't you say hi, Evan Hi, Evan, hi, party yes. on John Casters.
2: Um, and so tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh my gosh. Um, this is a family friendly podcast, right? I'll <laughs> oh. determine what I say. Okay. Oh, for, of course, for the, <laughs> for the most part, right? So, my name is Evan Dodge. I'm the pastor of Belvedere United Methodist Church in Belvedere, New Jersey, uh, ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. Been serving in Belvedere and in the Greater New Jersey Conference since 2012. Met Todd at Drew Theological School. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we enjoyed some bourbon together there and, uh, lots of good conversation. We had this. Have you talked on the podcast about our, our lunchtime crew? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, man. Bring it up. Man. Yeah. What
0: stories? What's that? He's told me the story.
2: This is like, this, this is why I asked, is this a family friendly? Step aside, podcast. Netflix.
0: This is the dirt part. This two. is, oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: So it was you and me and our buddy Anil. Anil who's yeah. We love you, Anil. I don't know if Anil listens to this, but we're going to give him a shout out. Uh, we
1: definitely a shout out. And I actually just talked to Anil this past week. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were discussing some shithouse theology. Okay. But um, we won't go there yet.
2: Okay. So, that's, yeah, that's coming up. So, so uh, yeah, Anil's in Florida now, right? Yeah, um, he's in Florida. Yep. And our buddy Russ. Russ is out in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I think there might have been a couple others, but that was kind of the core four. And we yeah. would go to the calf. Uh, a t- cafeteria at Drew and Dave um, Tillich every now and again Yeah, yep yeah. yeah. and sit by one of the big picture windows and just you know, do running commentary about people coming and out of the building
1: yeah <laughs> yes, yes we
2: <laughs> did that was a lot of fun that was, was that before or after uh... <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, I think I can read your mind <laughs> you okay. That can. was before during and after it <laughs> <That> was before <laughs> I, just to cover all the bases just to cover all the bases Evan and I had if you can't tell we had a
1: lot of fun we did.
2: We had a good time. Yeah. We really did. We had a good time. And, uh, and uh,
1: Maker's Mark was a part of it.
2: And I'm not originally from New Jersey. I'm from Maine. Moved down here to go to seminary. And you're one of the first people that I met. And we've been buds ever since. Yeah. I mean, you and, know. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm really sorry. glad to be. Uh, you're once you go. <laughs> once you go to. Once you go, once you go. Once you go, Evan. You've been to heaven. You know. Oh <laughs> wow. I mean, it's it's. it's I the, like that. It's okay. the truth, right? I, like, well, I'm, I have to, add, to ask some people. Take a poll. Yeah. um so yeah so serving pastoring uh my wife's also a pastor so she actually serves two churches that are not terribly far from here in the jefferson township lake of pakong area so we live there and uh i serve in lots of different areas in leadership in the annual conference i'm on the connection table Uh, i had a training this morning as a clergy mentor which i've been for a while but have to go through that training every three years. Okay, um, serve on a couple different committees in the conference, and uh, work on my doctor. Working on my doctor of ministry degree. So never a dull moment in the. And where are you working on your doctorate degree? United Theological Seminary in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, I'll give them a plug. Yeah, a give them a out. plug for sure. They have a great DMin program. It was founded by uh, Samuel Proctor Dewitt. If you know that name, he was um, I do, really yeah. prominent in the black church, a civil rights leader. Or he pastored, I think. This Abyssinian Baptist Church in uh, somewhere around New York City one of the boroughs for quite a few years uh, he was really instrumental in beginning their doctoral program and so within the program is a lot of uh, black church folks and black church expression which I really like I've never really been exposed to that yeah, much before yeah. and so worship is always fun you know I mean they'll get so excited and you know you all of a sudden you'll see a couple of them just start running down the aisles yeah, you know yeah. getting uh, so I, it's always uh, your real you know a boost of. Uh, you mean they actually feel the excitement. spirit in church? Oh, okay. You know, and, yeah. they, and they act on it. You know, wow. I, I this past Sunday at church, I was trying to be a bit experiential mm-hmm. in the sermon because it was, you know, uh, it was Thomas and Jesus coming, to the disciples in the upper room, and so I asked them to look at their hands and to and to interact with me as to what stories their hands could tell about their life. Mm-hmm. You know, what what are the rings that they wear, the scars that tell a story? Um, and uh, boy, just to get them to do that and look at their hands, I said, come on. I know we're Methodists and we're not into that much of experiential worship and, you know, doing, yeah. but but they were able to do that. But yes, um, it's my dream someday to preach in a black church. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I have literally
1: had somebody ask me, why do you say amen?
2: Why do you? say Because also amen? sometimes
1: I'll be in the middle of saying something. I'll be like, "Amen." And now people are starting to do it. Right. Actually, right. people are starting to do it when I don't ask them now, which is like score, you know. But <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and, and it's
2: not like you when you say, "Let me close my sermon with this." There's a whole chorus of "Amen." <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's <laughs> not like that. <laughs> okay. Though that would totally make me laugh too. Um. But but uh, yeah yeah uh I've totally been asked like why do you say Amen? Because you know people don't. We, we just, we've never done that before. And I'm like, um, amen. You do that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, amen. What, what do you want amen. me to say to that? Um, so, yeah. And and a total shout out to your wife. And yes. And we need to get her on here as
2: well. So she's she, she's, she's been, the rock. She's been on. Now, you're on the. Yeah. Can I plug my podcast please, for a minute? Please, please, plug it for please. You. So me yeah. and my uh, my best bud, Drew McIntyre, who's in North Carolina, uh, pastoring, he's a United Methodist Elder in that conference, pastoring in. Western North Carolina in the Greensboro area. He and I have the God and Whiskey podcast. You can find (laughs) us on iTunes and uh, Twitter at God and Whiskey PC. And we talk theology. We sample some good whiskeys. And um, yeah, yeah, my wife's been on that. She was on the most recent two episodes. One about, excuse me, one about Lent and then one about uh, women in the Bible, women in ministry. Has that dropped yet, or is that dropping soon? That dropped a day or two ago. Okay, so it did drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to listen to it. yeah All right. And um, so that's a lot of fun. We really enjoy enjoy doing that podcast.
1: It's a it's a great podcast. And if you if you all haven't already checked it out, because we've plugged you before and we will continue to, uh, but you need to check out the God and Whiskey podcast uh, and give a shout out to Drew, who I hear I hear that Drew is just a big. Big, big fan of Ashes to Go and online <laughs> communion. And so he, he would love to hear your
2: requests for that. You know what his new favorite thing is now? What's that? Drones that fly over and just spray water down. So drone baptisms. <laughs> drone <laughs> drone baptisms. mass drone yes.
1: baptisms. Yes. So if you're looking to have a drone baptism. Contact uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew.
2: Yeah. He's yeah. in Greensboro, North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. He, he will definitely totally to talk to that. you. I wonder if he'll ever speak to me after this drops. Probably not. We'll find out. We'll <laughs> We're find find out.
1: out. Um, so that brings us to, uh, and, and it's great having you here, Evan. That brings Thanks, guys. us to our Hebrews segment.
0: Todd, how do you know that God likes coffee? How, so? Because it's in the book of Hebrews. Oh God. <laughs>
2: Are you Ed. assuming God's gender? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that against what we're supposed to do? i a very good bust- between, you no. know. <laughs> in that case, I'm not a very good Methodist. We're we're a good company together. <laughs> cheers! 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 We're cheering! Cheers! Cheering the brew. So, Evan, why don't you tell us what we're drinking here today? Let me get the bag. And we're all drinking the same coffee, folks. We Just like glasses. This is Bones Coffee Company Bourbon Barrel Aged Coffee. Mm. And it is delicious. I'll tell you what. I don't usually drink coffee black, but this would get ruined with creamer. If in.
0: you put cream and sugar in this, this would be oh, the Oh, be end awful. Yeah, no. I was going to say the same thing. I normally have milk in my coffee. This does not need milk. No. No.
2: I, and I think generally if you have a good coffee bean you French press it, I don't need any creamer in it. Right. You know, I generally drink that. That black. Um, but sometimes drip coffee, I like a little bit of cream yeah, in it, yeah. But This is delicious. And I'm just, I'm taking a, hey, listeners here, the, yeah. and I'm going to take a, oh, oh it smells too. so good. Bones Coffee Company. Mm, here you I'm go. silently
0: Sal. judging them for sniffing coffee.
2: This but is, man, and, until you sniff it for yourself and then, I did just sniff yeah, it. Yeah, then you just want some more.
1: You're going to go on and check out this coffee and you're going to think to yourself, I'm not paying that much for coffee. Trust me when I say this. You'll do it. It's worth it.
2: Bonescoffee.com.
1: Yeah, Bonescoffee.com. It's worth it. Uh, they They have coffee you can buy in Keurig and stuff like that, but I thought for this episode, they don't have this in Keurig. This only comes in whole bean. Uh, be, uh, because they want the flavor to be as fresh as possible when you have it. Uh, they don't want it. Yeah, so it's really good. So, uh, let me tell you. Uh, go support them. They rock. They really do. Delicious. Uh, so yeah, there we are. Um, which now brings us to our most excellent music segment.
2: You really hyped that up. I don't know what I'm gonna say about music now.
0: <laughs> do We want me to go first. You can go first, Sal. If you've got something ready, I do. Awesome. Um, and this is uh, most excellent—not metal music. This is actually Christian hip hop music. Oh, oh man. Um, yeah. yeah. We uh, we started out this stuff I've never heard before.
1: Yeah, yeah. We did. We did just start off with metal, but we've we've, we've shifted to just music because we like a whole bunch okay. of music.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's an artist called uh, Gavi, G A W V I. He's mm. on uh, Lecrae's um, imprint record label Reach Records, mm-hmm. uh, and so has a song called "With You," um, which is kind of a for a for a hip hop song. It's kind of just acoustic guitar and him rapping. Mm. So, um, but it kind of goes with the ebbs and flows of Easter season for chaplains, because. I don't know if you guys notice in the church um there seems to be times of the church calendar, the liturgical year, where you get more folks pass away, oh yeah,,
1: um, mm. that wouldn't be like around say Christmas or Christmas, Easter or Easter,
0: right?
2: yeah, holidays tend to be big, yeah <laughs> yep, yep,
0: yeah, um <clears throat> true story so there there's a verse in the song that says, uh, I can't even tell North and south trying to find a lighthouse. Losing sight of why I started. I hear you outside. Sorry I couldn't say goodbye. I can't seem to justify why you had to die. I got funerals. Hard to find the soul. Someone else who knows. Living on this road. Pull up for the quick fix. Uh, I know it won't fix it. Got me feeling low. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know. So the, those two seasons of the church year don't get me wrong, are great seasons of the church year and I'm happy for them, but um, it's also very hard seasons of the year. So this song comes in when I go through those seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Wow.
1: Wow. Uh, So, Evan, I initially thought I would go next because I figured we'd give our guests the place of honor. So, um, if that's okay with you. Please. So, I have been listening to... uh, Well, first off, it... Well, that doesn't matter. I've been listening to a song, called, well, an album called "Grown" by Kendall Payne, who is a folksy artist. She's Christian, uh, uh-huh. but she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily. You could listen to some of her songs and not necessarily get that, uh, but right. she is definitely a Christian, and uh, and so she has a song on her album "Grown" called "Ups and Downs." The album is absolutely remarkable. I could review every one of those songs on there, uh, but this song really I thought fit sanctification. Um, to me, this is like this, this is the sanctified life because sanctified, uh, when we're being, well, we'll get into it, but when we're being sanctified, it's not about being perfect, It's about being perfected. So you have your ups mm-hmm. <laughs> and your downs. Um, so here are the lyrics, to this. All that I've found through the ups and the downs is that I'd have it no other way. Life in the raw is both fragile and strong. It's both lovely and ugly the same. Who can attest that when they're at their best, oh, their worst is still crouching close behind. It's coming to peace with the darkness in me that allows the true light inside to shine. So let it go, for we are still far from home, though you try and you try to escape. To live and to love will always be dangerous, but it's better than playing it safe. We are composed of a symphony of notes. Every life is as music to his ears. To live and or excuse me, I'll play my mel- I'll play my melody, be it haunting, be it sweet, unashamed of what anyone might hear. So when the load breaks your back and your will, you must still keep your heart in the game. To live and to love will always be dangerous, but it's better than playing it safe. So let it go when you don't when it don't feel like home, when inside is your only escape. To live and to love will always always be dangerous but would you want it any other way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like my like my mind just
0: this
1: just is blowing. kendall kendall Payne, yeah heard of her. and i came i came across her through <clears throat> actually um i first heard this song done at vernon united methodist church when i was up there as youth pastor and there was a concert adam gilbert our, our beloved Ad- adam gilbert hello adam uh so we had Adam on a couple episodes ago as a guest uh, talking about... What's that? Um, he's, he's a uh, recording artist and a really good friend of mine. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And he's a, the music director down in uh, Summit, uh, Summit Presbyterian.
2: Nice.
1: Okay. So, uh, but he was the music director up in Vernon at the time. He had a concert there uh, and brought in the, like, uh, Adam and Lena Waite. now. Adam. Oh
2: yeah, I remember them from seminary.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. you know Lena. Yeah, 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 Lena went to seminary. So Adam is Lena's husband and really yeah. good friends with Adam Gilbert. Lena is Adam's sister, Adam Gilbert's sister. So they performed this song together, and I fell instantly fell in love with the song. Then I looked her up and listened to the whole album, and I mean, it's just, she's just she's just phenomenal. So that's. Check it out. Ups and downs. Small world. Small world, right? Holy smokes. Yeah. Lena's great too. I, I the whole family I love the Gilbert family. They're great people. And Adam Waite, you know, he's a pretty good guy too. So <laughs> not not leaving Adam not leaving any of the Adams out. <laughs>
0: nice. So now that I've depressed you with my song and Todd's connected it to theology, what do you got, Alan?
2: Man, I don't I don't know if, I, I don't have any lyrics to quote or no anything. worries. You know what I've been listening to a lot lately? Mm-hmm. Petra. Mm-hmm. Petra yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been like Petra
0: what's that you can't go wrong with Petra dude
2: listen they're, they're uh, come and join us their album from 77 that had uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You <laughs> but it's got a whole bunch of great songs on there it was back when Greg X Vols was their lead singer yeah. before John Schlitt which I love both those iterations but uh, early Petras great you can't go wrong and, uh, oh man i've been i've been really digging i think i've been you know i kind of i kind of was into some contemporary christian music growing up and then like for you know 12 15 years i didn't really listen to any of it yeah and now i'm listening to some of that again i was listening to dc talk the other day I love dc talk yeah 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 Striper. Striper, yeah i really yeah. love stryper yeah, yeah. whiteheart i um, love oh, whiteheart yeah yes,
1: dc so talk I'm- was when i could actually uh, stand michael tate but
2: Oh, I, I still oh, come on. I still like Michael. <laughs> I Tate. Know,
1: every time I, 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 don't have anything against Michael right. Tate's music, uh, but but uh, every time like God's not dead, you know, five hundred or whatever. Oh yeah, on, and I, that's, It's like that's let's nonsense. plug Michael
2: Tate's uh, Newsboys. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So sorry, nothing against. Michael
2: yeah, Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, but but like old school Petra, I've been I've been really digging that,
0: and um, I've got some of their stuff on vinyl, and that's actually my sister's really? name. Yeah. yeah, I'm jealous. Got into Petra because my sister's name is Petra. Yes, she is. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, I've been listening to Petra. Some, you
2: know, uh, yeah, DC Talk. Who else? Uh, early like Audio Adrenaline. Remember oh, them? You know, audio Adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio Adrenaline, and um, you know, it just as I listen to this, brings back memories of you know, like early Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, yeah, he's stuff great. Yeah, so I've been, I've been, I've been into that lately. Cool. Yeah. Well, rock on.
1: So that is our most excellent music segment. What segment's next, Sal?
0: Oh oh Shit House Theology
1: Ooh, that stinks.
2: <laughs> uh, okay,
1: um so our our Oh, you've got to love us, guys. What can I say? Um, (laughs) Shithouse theology. So we are going to talk about uh, right now, evidently, Evan, this is, I've heard this. What have you heard? I've heard that you don't actually have to believe in resurrection to believe in resurrection.
2: Well,
0: (laughs) say more about
1: that. Like
0: like it's a metaphor?
1: Yeah, there's a certain uh, 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 president... At a college that sounds remotely like Union Theological Seminary, uh, and I think her name rhymes with Serene Jones. Um, oh, Mameen Moans. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of her. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard yeah, of her. yeah.
1: Um, And and she uh, evidently uh, informed the New York Times uh, so that she could spread the good news of the fact that that Jesus raising from the dead, you know, if if you if you kind of like hold to that belief, you're if you're obsessed with it even maybe, um you you have a wobbly faith and you don't really need there to be a physical resurrection to be to believe in the resurrection. Okay. That that was the gist of it. Uh, and, and that and, you know, the virgin birth is is absurd and, you know, uh, right. you know, yeah.
2: So i I'll, I'll I'll take the consensus of the church catholic for two <laughs> millennia rather than a hipster seminary dean person that nobody's ever heard of (laughs) until now yeah
0: yeah yeah. no thanks miss jones yeah apparently she's done great things for union seminary though Uh,
1: i've heard i'm sure she has you know this is not to knock like declining
0: enrollment she's been she's done (laughs) i've heard stuff to stabilize the
2: Stabilize the bleed, which I, I think a lot of mainline, most mainline seminaries are feeling. Yeah, you know, yeah. regardless of yeah what they're affiliated with and where they are. And this isn't
1: this is not personal against Serene Jones herself. This is about her theology, you know, as a Christ, as a president of a Christian theological seminary, right?
0: I, I and I have heard graduates of that seminary say that no, she really does believe in the physical resurrection. Um, well, then why did you? But, but she
2: says she did. Why deny it yeah. in New
1: York Times? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can have both Doesn't ways. Make sense. Yeah, and, and she and she and she got really upset because people pushed back against it. Now, granted, to be fair to her, some people pushed back by you know slap you know, by tweeting uh, ISIS beheadings to her and stuff, which, which, is, which is horrible. That, that's like, that's that, I think
2: we can all agree, full stop. That's awful. That's
1: awful, and those yes. people are 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 you know right. less Christ, less Christian than than she is by far. Well, I, mean, I think that, Todd, so. that
2: points to. A problem that seems to be ubiquitous on social media and in the larger right. discourse that we can have as a country is that, you, you know, we, it seems that there are so many people who cannot attack an idea. Yeah. Without attacking the person that holds that idea exactly. And I don't ever want to attack any person. No. And if I've ever done that, I apologize to them. I you know, I would like to make that right. But I I, I am interested in attacking ideas. And you I, know, when we need to, en- to engage ideas and discuss them. That's right. Um and 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 but the one the one thing that stuck out to me thinking about her in that article is this the hubris that uh, of what she's doing is substituting one orthodoxy for another. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and so to rail yeah. against orthodoxy in a sense, I'm, I'm like, do you do you do you not see the irony there? Yeah. Um, because asserting resurrection simply as metaphor or something other than a physical, literal, bodily resurrection is an orthodoxy. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So if your problem is with orthodoxy, you know, small o orthodoxy, um, you're just supplying another one as you want to you know take away this one so uh, let's just like name
1: that let's name it and be honest about it and and let's not blanket all of the pushback with the crazy lunatics that that you know posted some pretty evil heinous things because because what what she seems to not understand is is that when you first off when you're the head of a seminary and you Tweet or tweet something out, or you put it into the newspaper for people to read. You're opening yourself up to critique.
2: You have just stepped into a public forum. Yeah, or yeah. And I mean. if you're going to do that, then you need to just own that, own it, and yeah. Yeah. realize that you will get public critique, pushback, yeah. agreement, whatever you know.
1: And, and. She also forgets that i i i you know, listen, I've been on the receiving end of this where where I put something out there and people push back against me, and yeah, sometimes it can be hurtful because you these are beliefs that are personal sure. to you, I get that, but when in your very quote, you say that you know people who are obsessed with the bodily resurrection and have wobbly faith. That is that is going to draw up the ire of those very people who are like, what do you mean I'm obsessed? I'm just holding to what two, 2000 years of Christian Christian theology, you know. Uh, so so you can't have it both ways. You can't put out, you know, you can't put out um, in like you can't put out uh, language that incites that sort of thing and right. not expect the pushback that's going to come from it. I mean, you just right. can't do that. So. Right. It, let alone, let alone putting out your thoughts that are pretty off the beaten path from Christian theology in the first place. I mean, that's going to get feedback all day long anyway. But then you throw in the obsessed
2: and wobbly mm-hmm. comments, and you know it's just yeah. So well, I, I love the Orthodox Church oh. because they're suspicious of anything from like the last sixteen hundred years. Yeah. know, they're, no, they're <laughs> stuck in the third and fourth centuries, yeah. and uh, and I yeah I love that. And I, I think another thing that is important to the discussion is that this particular perspective on resurrection that Serene Jones holds to is a relatively new idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we, you know, maybe go back to Schweitzer. Mm-hmm. So at, at the earliest, I think you can date some of this is the mid 19th century. Right. I mean, in the scope of Christian history, yeah. these are relatively new ideas. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe I'm way off in this, but for the, for the most part, I'm skeptical of anything that's new. Me too. You
1: I know, mean I, I, I listen to it, I hear it, I I process it. Sure. But I don't jump off of a ship I know to be sailing right for it. Yeah. And,
2: and I guess that I mean qualifies qualify that like, you know, so I'm into some of the new perspective on Paul. Me too. And so I get yeah. that that's a new thing. But I'm talking about, you know, new things that challenge some of the fundamental concepts of the Christian faith as embodied in the creeds, you know, so, so when those, when somebody pops up and says, Hey, Oh, I've got this, you know, this new perspective and that, you know, the virgin birth wasn't really a virgin birth then I'm, I'm pretty skeptical. Yeah, and the new perspective on Paul
1: isn't changing what Paul said or taught or changing theological viewpoints of Paul. It's changing... The not con- deeply, no. It's changing the context of how we, you know, what was the context he was writing and so we can better understand what he was writing. I think it's
2: understanding Paul in a more Jewish context. In a more Jewish context, Than he, yeah. than he had been. Which does yeah. slightly change how we interpret him,
1: but not in any sort of, like, heretical way. It doesn't change I mean, the creeds. No, no, it doesn't change yeah. the creeds, right. So... Um, what do you have to offer on to that, Sal? You guys covered it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... Um, I'm talking too much. No, I, you know what? Uh, we're a good group of folks here, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm a little biased, but... Um, okay, so we are going to move on from that uh, shithouse theology. Can I plug something uh, real quick? Please do.
2: All the listeners need to get some Party on John cast merchandise. i oh, drinking this coffee out of this awesome mug, this swanky mug. Um where you get partyonjohn.org? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: party okay. uh, actually um party on actually we need to put it on there. Partyonjohn.org will bring them to the actual podcast. Okay. But if they go to uh, lifegivingwaterdevo.org, uh, okay. there will you can get to our store. You'll see the uh, nice. Life okay. Giving Water Swag Shop. Because
0: I know I'm going to order some. Yeah. Through our uh, Facebook page and I think our Instagram page as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So All and, right. and definitely we'll have it. We have it in our, our uh, Party on John cast uh, Partyonjohn.org uh, notes for each episode. We have it in there so you can. Excellent. You can get to it that way too. Lots of ways to get there. Y'all need to buy some. Um, and uh, yes, folks, I realize you could go to Walmart and buy a cheaper mug, but it helps support an awesome podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, help us out. It'd be awesome. And where
2: else can you get a mug with John Calvin and John, John Wesley's Wesley.
1: faces Never, on it? Never, ever going to find that anywhere but here. Never going to find it anywhere Caribbean. but here. <laughs> this, right. is, this
0: is a podcast over 200 years in the making. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just lo- I love their expressions on it—the the way that John is looking at John and vice versa.
1: <laughs> the Johns totally got smug looks on their faces. Oh man, <laughs> it's like the stink eye from Calvin. Which Calvin's giving? Yeah,
2: he's giving totally giving him the side eye. <laughs> and John and John John Wesley's like whatever. whatever. Yeah, he's got like, he's got, like this <laughs> totally innocent look on his face. Yeah. It wasn't me, Cal. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, we, we always joke about that uh, this being 200 years in the making, over 200 years in the making, because George Whitfield, a Calvinist, and John Wesley, an Arminian, you know, they they were kind of doing this thing without the the oh, technology. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, so well over
2: 200 years in the making. Yeah, yeah, yep,
1: yep. yep. So uh, that brings us to our actual. Uh, st- Theology seg- or actual um, topic today, um, our, as you'll you'll already know, um, this is episode twelve, and uh, the title of our talk is "From Manure to Mature." Oh my god! Um, it's kind of a play on sanctification, sort of. <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 um, yeah. So, let uh, Sal, could you give us a uh, maybe a recap of prevenient and justifying grace?
0: well uh prevenient grace is what wesley would speak of and uh for calvin it'd be more like uh, effectual call it's the initial working of the holy spirit to get you to respond
1: and yeah it's uh, god's it's god's grace that comes before before we can really do anything so it's it's actually the one grace that that um that john would say is irresistible you cannot you you cannot resist prevenient grace can resist the other justifying yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. so and what's justifying grace so
0: and justifying grace is the grace that then begins to begin the work of regeneration within the believer correct me if i'm wrong because i'm probably you're you're not entirely wrong justifying
1: grace is that point once we've been convicted that we need christ we accept christ and we are justified by god and it is that grace that justifies us Um, it's the grace of God that justifies us and then leads us to sanctifying grace, which is more what you were talking about with the working of the spirit and whatnot. So, um, it, it, and as we've said before, Wesley broke this down into three, three or four segments. If you count convicting grace, uh, um, but, but Wesley didn't think that there were actually four different, like ethereal graces floating around. It's all god's grace it's just how do we understand this so uh and john john calvin who was very meticulous in outlining other things just went eh it's grace it's grace." <laughs> <laughs> so i guess he wasn't as methodical as john in this in this one uh, instance so um yeah so uh so evan could you do me a favor oh no could you define the term <laughs> sanctify and sanctification and all of that jazz jeez oh,
2: yeah so I, I i would I would um, understand sanctification I think it's very Wesley and understand it this way is that it's it's growth in holiness mm-hmm. right uh, and, and Wesley prescribed different means i don't, I'm jumping ahead looking at our agenda here but that's okay Wesley prescribed particular means that are effectual in the believer's life mm-hmm. um, sort of inward disciplines and outward dis, outward acts mm-hmm. um, that allow one to um, to become sanctified sanctified yeah um so it's it's the process by which i think the believer becomes more conformed to the image of christ
1: yeah that's that's it right there in a nutshell through the
2: effectual working of the holy spirit
1: and the word sanctify itself means to be set apart or to be holy right um and so sanctification is that process of being made holy now Wesley did not view when he taught, and and Wesley uses the term um, less, he uses less of the term, he uses sanctification, but he also uses the term of going onward toward perfection, Christian perfection. And by that, he does, he absolutely does not mean, you know, flawless or sinless, because we're not. What he means is spiritual maturity. Right. Perfected in love. Perfected in love. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Which then does happen both inward and outward. It's the heart, the head and the hands. You know, you, you can't you can't be lacking. Um, you can't be all heart and no hands or, or head and you can't be all head and no hands or heart. You know, that's, well, what that's
2: where it becomes like the means, you know, the acts of piety, acts of mercy. Right. right? I mean, there's yeah. the sort of the ones that allow you to. Grow in your own development as a believer than those those ones that are the outward acts, you know, a pie of of mercy, say, um, within the larger community um, that also are are uh, you know things that move you on. Right, in and the, in and the I the think that's where we. Journey.
1: I think that's where we see the problem with seminaries and denominations as a whole, especially mainline, where it's all about social justice, all about social justice, all, all about works of of. of uh, um mercy and all but but the piety and the mm. actual, you know, the holiness within somebody, not so much or if you go to the flip side and you go to the extreme, uh like conservative uh churches and stuff like that, then it's all about holy holiness, social holiness, but you know you know, personal holiness. Personal holiness. Yeah. yeah. Personal yeah. holiness, and, and 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 not so much about the acts of mercy. Or if it is, it's with the skew of social uh, personal uh, sure. holiness. So sure. Um, what do you have to add to that, Sal?
0: Uh, not
1: much. What What does Calvin have to say about <clears throat> sanctification?
0: Calvin would say that they're the justification and sanctification are linked. They're kind of mm-hmm. distinct, but the same. Um, one leads to the other, but they're always linked. And, and sanctification deals with more of uh, faith and works. Mm-hmm. Um, faith is not, you're not redeemed and saved by your works, but you're, you're saved by the just, the sanctifying grace allows you then to do works, um, as opposed to you're then saved by your works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think would be similar to Wesley Wesley's uh, maturing in the faith and doing work. The Johns agree. <laughs> <laughs> so You'd have like a big
1: gong you hit <laughs> yeah. when the Johns, Johns agree. agree. You do. We do need to do that actually. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah, so – Yeah. Sanctification, as Evan said, and as Sal said, is then the work of the Holy Spirit within us. We've accepted Christ. And in that moment, uh, I think one of the problems Wesley had uh, with this idea of salvation was that people think, oh, I've asked Jesus into my heart it's over, pull out the, the, you know, pull out the lawn chair, give me my cocktails, I'm going to do what I want, right. I'm saved, You am saved. Punch you know? your ticket, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and Wesley's like, um, no, that's just the beginning. That's, that's just, that's the big bang moment, right? And then, and then the universe starts to, it needs to start to expand. And, and, uh, and so it is the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit within us to lead us from where we are, as I like to say, from where we are to where God is calling us to yeah. be.
2: That's that's not mm-hmm. very far removed from antinomianism, yeah. which is a real abuse of grace, yeah. which Wesley had some very harsh words for. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, so let's talk about grace over sin. Then, well, let's get into the specifics of. Did let me ask you this, Sal? Did John Calvin have an understanding of like what the different like means of grace are? I know Wesley, Wesley spoke to the, the means of grace. Uh, well, explain. So, okay. So, um, for instance, uh, means of grace was a way of like positioning ourselves to receive God's sanctifying grace. Um, the things that we do to grow toward holiness of heart and life, uh, which Wesley saw – uh, as being mature faith you know like so we, we start off with baby steps right we, we become christians and it's all about me and i i am bible study and going mm-hmm. to church and praise jesus but if that's all it ever ends up being uh that will die out very quickly uh, and then you'll have that that backsliding that wesley likes to talk about and presbyterians and calvinists like to poke fun at us so over um
2: but it happens <laughs> right the perseverance of the saints yeah exactly. the perseverance of yeah, the saints sure. right
1: yeah once saved always saved yeah yeah so so did, did calvin have anything to say in regard to that
0: not specifically i mean calvin would say that this all basically boils down to jesus kind of like the Bart says, part, yeah. "Bart says the the uh, answer is Jesus. What's the question? That Jesus, yeah. Jesus imparts this uh, through the Holy Spirit." Um, well, I guess
1: let me let me go into what what Wesley thought the means of grace were, and then you can kind of add what Calvin would say on that. I think this is one big gong episode because I don't think there's much difference between Calvin's understanding of this and Wesley's. With the exception, which we'll get into, of, of what happens if you've been justified and you're being sanctified and then you decide, man, eh, this thing ain't for me, you know, which happens. Um, so means of grace, uh, Wesley saw uh, – there are really two categories of means of grace, acts of piety and acts of, of mercy. Um There's individual acts of piety and communal acts of uh, of piety. And then there's individual acts of mercy and communal acts of mercy. So, uh, yeah, could you speak to what acts of piety are, Evan?
2: Yeah. So um, fasting, prayer, Bible reading, um, you know, uh, Wesley was really big on um, health. Yes, he was. You know, Primitive Physics was one of the most published uh, of Wesley's books in his lifetime. Yeah, and it was actually continually published until the eighteen twenties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that certainly, certainly, you know, it, it's those those deliberate disciplines and practices that allow one to grow closer to God.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, and and again, uh, communally, it was about sharing in the sacraments. You know, like. Communion's darn important, as is baptism. Uh, Accountability groups. Wesley loved his accountability groups. Boy, they're not popular nowadays in the church, are they? Yeah, the band meetings. Important. You know how goes it with your soul? uh, holy conferencing,
2: though sometimes it's hard to find
1: how that is a means <laughs> yeah, of grace.
2: You know, that, that's <laughs> what, this is my soapbox for a minute. That's one of the most abused terms in Methodism. Absolutely. You know, think you get five Methodists in a room And have a conversation is holy conferencing. Yeah, it's not true. It's not I true. And, no. you know, you read what Wesley meant by that, and it's not annual conference session where we elect trustees. Thank you. <laughs> that is not what he meant by that. Thank but, you. Anyway. So, what did he mean by that then, Evan? Not that. <laughs> no no I mean it, it was it was you know really it's hard to divorce a lot of this from the band meetings yeah you know which which was the the context in which so much of this developed and and that, that Conf- DNA of early Methodism um, but you know so just just a sense of inviting you know and, and looking toward God's leading in in certain areas but you um, you know, it really kind of took place within the small groups. The small groups. Within the band meetings. Because
1: what people don't realize is actually when Wesley formed the 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 Methodist movement when the Methodist movement began it was not a church it was a yeah, movement right. within a church the Anglican Church it was had, a renewal movement it was a renewal yeah. movement within yeah. the Anglican Church and so these small groups were about bring re re sparking life within the church right right and so holy conferencing was in that context it, yeah. there there was no hey let's gather with the whole conference uh, you know over this big region like no they the,
2: and you know even even if you look at at, um you know the Christmas conference in 1784 and then subsequent conferences shortly after that it wasn't you know let's bring in a speaker from one of the general boards and talk about how to increase attendance in worship <laughs> you know it it, it it wasn't any of that stuff No, um you know it was it was uh you know ordaining ministers and it was you know the the, the business stuff was very small in comparison right. um so there, there was that but but yeah you're right it was a renewal movement and you know be, people were encouraged and and you know to go to your local parish your anglican parish yeah. receive the sacraments worship there um but then they had the the band meetings during the week which was where a lot of what we're talking about here these acts of piety and mercy yeah yeah
1: um
2: were kind of centered in those band meetings and sprung from that
1: absolutely absolutely so so and in the context of small groups <coughs> bible study in that sense too which we which we do today um but so that that's kind of like where we're going with. It. I don't.
0: I don't think Calvin would be too far off from that. I mean, his theology when it compared to Luther's was more of a theology of the glory of God. I mean, mm-hmm. how right. we how we receive the grace is you know communally, like you said, through the sacraments, through he- hearing the word read and preached. Mm-hmm. That's a big for us Calvinists. Right. preaching of the word and yeah. the sacraments. Yeah. Yep. Uh, individually, um, we wouldn't necessarily call them acts of piety. Piety is not a big for us. Calvinists. Um, but out of the glory of God mentality, theology, um, mm. to love God is to love your neighbor. So like loving your neighbor, doing acts of mercy, acts of daily things like prayer and reading scripture with your neighbor and providing for the goods and needs of your neighbor is loving your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore loving God. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: And everything, uh, as a Westminster uh, Confession would say, everything is done to the glory of God. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Yeah, so and then that gets into what you said gets into Wesley's understanding of acts of mercy, which is the loving of your neighbor, uh, which, again, you can do individually uh, by doing good works. And that's a a phrase that, that Calvinists don't really like. Um, the good works are really the result of God, God's work in you. Mm-hmm. But Wesley, Wesley didn't think of it any differently than that. Um, it, it, it's not that you're earning your Wesley's very clear. You don't earn your salvation, but that the sanctification process, being sanctified, is the the Holy Spirit within you, uh, moving you toward. Christian perfection, which involves doing good works, because you you no longer
0: can contain this within you; it has to pour out. Right, kind and of that, thing. And for a Calvinist, it would be more of the the idea that, despite our sinfulness and brokenness, we are still accepted by God, mm-hmm. and that's where the work of the Holy Spirit compels us. We have to respond. Mm-hmm. We don't have a choice. We then respond and work towards further sanctification yeah
1: i mean yeah um so um and then of course um there are also acts of of uh i think acts of justice really kind of uh were part of acts of Well, no, there's there's acts of justice basically seeking to resist evil and oppression, uh, which is also the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit, because God is looking to renew, to recreate what exists now into the kingdom of God on Earth. I mean, that's the whole point of Revelation. Uh, And and so so we once we enter into. Justification through Jesus Christ, we we at that moment enter into this process called sanctification, which is the which is the work of the new creation. We're we're now a part of the new creation, uh, and we're being perfect perfected out for that, um, uh, toward that. So, so that is, I mean, that is basically uh, all a part of what Wesley saw as this going onward to Christian perfection. Again, not that we are sinless or flawless, but that we are manure, <laughs> you know, in a way. We, we start off as sinful creatures. Uh, we, we cannot be saved but by the grace of God. We're manure, um, but uh, we're being perfected from manure to mature. You know, we're, we're, we're being brought to this mature faith where the spirit is just alive and well within us and we're ready for the glory of God
0: sort of uh,
2: mm-hmm. a
1: thing.
0: I like what Calvin says about that faith making us do works. He says faith can no more be separated from the works than the sun from its heat.
1: Mm, That's good. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a balancing of, of Paul's excellent, uh, 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 discussion on this in Romans with uh, James, you know, saying, "Oh, yeah, it's great that you you have faith, but honestly, if your faith is producing no no g- good deeds, and I, I question it? whether it's faith at all." <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good works come out of sanctification and uh, not out of our own goodness. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's really what that is all about. The Johns agree. The John the Johns agree. Gong gong. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I think that basically sums up our talk on sanctification. Uh, definitely a little bit lighter than justification. There's a lot to talk about in justification, um, but yeah. but this is pretty pretty cut and dry.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we could make
1: it not so. We
2: we certainly <laughs> could. I mean, there's just a lot to say, but
1: yeah, yeah, there is a lot to say. Yeah. Um, you know, and and and. and You know, that's why I like that that, to go back to my song choice. You know, like in in all honesty, sanctification is about the ups and the downs. You know, we don't always get it right. And there's God's grace in all of that. You know, it's not about being perfect, but being perfected. Um, So and yeah, would we really want it any other way? Like, like what would life be if it were any other way than that? You know, so.
2: Yeah, I think. Especially like encourage your listeners to read Wesley's playing the crown of Christian perfection absolutely where he lays this out most clearly. You can get that online. You can find a PDF it's, of it somewhere. Yeah. But uh, you know what he what he what he talked about was that you know being perfected in love that one one could through the sanctifying grace of God um, reach a point where you know not sinless, but they that they would be so molded by the Spirit of God that they wouldn't want to sin. Yeah. Grace and over that sin. when they did sin, they would be sort of so. So sensitive to it that they would be immediately convicted and want to repent. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Um, Grace over sin. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I think that maybe it's just a, a result of Wesley writing and living over 200 years ago. But um, when we hear the word perfect and perfected perfection, we, we hear something different than Wesley. Intended. It's lost in translation.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and that is. Probably the one of the biggest critiques of Wesleyan theology is a misunderstanding of how Wesley is well, using it, his terms. But also,
2: and, you know, when you go into the 19th century with the Holiness Movement it, and, and they the higher Life Movement yep. and all that, there were some groups that came out of the Holiness Movement who did believe in sinless perfection. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that kind of got reflected onto Wesley when well, that's not what he taught.
1: Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Kind of like double predestination kind of gets projected on Calvin when it's current understanding of it was not necessarily sure. what Calvin was pushing for so uh, do anybody do people believe and teach that mm-hmm. double predestination double
0: predestination yep yeah, yeah. But,
1: yeah different ways there are different ways it gets taught like there's the Bart way of understanding
0: yeah there's the Bartian way of understanding that Jesus was the took reprobate. on the role of the reprobate and sure. we are the elect um and that's I tend to lean that way when I if mm-hmm. I have to be pushed on double predestination um and we never push you here on that. We story, never, never. You never. No. You know, Todd never pushes me on that. Um, <laughs> the Johns agree. <laughs> the Johns agree <laughs> on that. No. Um. <laughs> My wife pushes me on it as well, but John and uh, Calvin in his in his Institutes does touch on it and says that it. I mean, if you work it to its logical end, it kind of does point to that. If you're going to go that line of thought. But he kind of steps it back and says, but ultimately it's a mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, he agrees with Luther that yes, there are those who are predestined to be the elect and right. chosen and saved. Right. Um, but, that, but his, as a lawyer, his line of thought, well, okay, well, if there's those that are chosen to be saved, that then there must be those that are chosen to be damned. So, yeah. so
1: Calvin forgot that the, uh, wisdom of, uh, people, uh, is foolishness in the eyes of God, like that sort of thing. Like God's God's logic doesn't meet meet up to ours (laughs) or ours doesn't meet up to God's would be the better way of putting it. Yeah.
0: So. um, (laughs) But I think Calvin would, Calvin would agree that with Bart that ultimately our, our, um, everything is rooted in Christ and our liberation and our acceptance is in Christ Hmm. and everything flows out of that. Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a great discussion, guys. Um, uh, so, Evan, first off. I really want to say it's been awesome having you here. Well, thanks, like, man. Uh, it was great being on the God and Whiskey podcast.
2: And ply me with some more bourbon aged,
1: <laughs> or bourbon
2: barrel aged coffee. I'll come back.
1: I mean, really, I, it's good. We stuff. have you have to you have to go and tell uh, Drew about it.
2: What that coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, n- not quite. He'll want to put cream and sugar in it though. He's that kind of guy. I see that kind of. Yeah, guy. Oh, I don't know about him. Yeah. yeah, he puts it in his coffee so he you say you can choke it down. That's you know, it's kind of like come on. So you can choke it down. Yeah. That's
1: kind of like, you know. Uh, Sounds like
2: something that somebody who's into Ashes to Go would say. Yeah, right?
1: it, it is. It is. I mean, it's kind of like adding a shot of bourbon into your 12-ounce glass of water, you know.
2: Oh. Well, he, he likes he likes his bourbon water <laughs> down,
1: too. Yeah, I've heard that about him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. He's going to kill us. Oh, he is. <laughs> we love him. Love you, Drew. Uh, love you, Drew. Uh, so anyway, um, it's been great having you here. Uh, thank you. Um,
0: I feel like I need to up my theology game now. What? no, no, no. (laughs) I feel outnumbered. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. Well, it's about time. (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, This is something that, that, that most people wouldn't know, but we have a clergy group, Sal and I, and I am the only, The only the only Methodist in the room surrounded by Calvinists was it all Presbyterians and you? Mm, and a Lutheran. And a Lutheran so, and, and non-denominational. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, but it, it started off as all Calvinists. Uh, anyway, um, so it's been good having you here, Evan, man. Thanks, man. Rock on. Appreciate it. Yeah, rock on, Sal.
0: Rock on. Rock on, Sal.
2: Rock on. Sell. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. Hope to do it again sometime.
1: So, folks, it's been a pleasure. Check out our episode notes. Uh, there are going to be a lot of references in there. Uh, and uh, as always, I'm going to say rock on. Rock on. Rock
2: on.
0: Be excellent to each other.
1: And don't be a jerk. <laughs>